Hello, and welcome to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. My name is Yah. I'm an RD2B, Dietitian Boss Podcast co-host, and Dietitian Boss Method Instructor. The Dietitian Boss Program empowers dietitians and nutritionists to create their private practice from scratch and emboldens already established practitioners to think bigger. The Dietitian Boss Method provides a step-by-step process to improve how you market yourself on social media so you can become far more profitable and create more impact by working with the clients you truly want to work with. Every week on my solo episode, I will dive deep when answering questions submitted by you all via our Instagram story poll and comment section of our Instagram account. So stay tuned. On today's episode, we have Allison Wedlick. She is the anti-diet coach, helping women all over the world in binge eating, heal their relationship with their body, and recover their period. She graduated from the University of Central Florida with a BS in psychology and is a NASA certified personal trainer. She's very passionate about meditation and mindfulness, which she incorporates into her program to help women be more in tune with their body. You can find her on Instagram at anti underscore diet underscore Allie. Welcome to the episode, Allie. Yes, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Likewise. So let's kick things off. And I would love for you to share with the listeners where you started out with your online business and where you are now. Yeah. So I started my online business, not even really as a business. I was just sharing inspiration to other people who were, I knew were probably struggling with similar things because I knew I wasn't alone in uh, my journey, which was I didn't have my period. I didn't have my menstrual cycle and I was recovering from an eating disorder. And so I shared my recovery story. And as I shared that recovery story, I realized I was helping so many people Mm -hmm. through sharing my story. And I was like, well, I can actually help people a bit further than what I'm just posting and putting out there with what I've been certified in, you know, for the past couple of years, like I can finally use my degree. Right. (laughs) So I finally was like, okay, where do I start? And I reached out to a couple people who had also uh, used the dietitian boss method and asked about Libby and they recommended me to her. So that's what got me really started. And I took the leap of faith. Awesome. What an incredible story. And in your work before, you said you were a personal trainer. Were you working with any of your dream clients? Because I know you also have like a big like exercise background and that can also play a role in like disordered eating patterns as well. So did you have anyone that you were working with or was it not until you started sharing your story that you started finding other people like this? I did have a couple clients, uh, female clients that would ask me about their menstrual cycle or they would feel low energy. And so I would give them little tips and tricks there. But I did have a few clients that were definitely like on the brink of exercise addiction. Mm, Yeah, that's like so common now. And of course, social media plays it up to be hashtag team no days off. And that's become like the new normal. And you tell someone, no, you don't have to. They're like, what do you mean? You're crazy, Allie. What do you mean? I don't need to do seven hit workouts this week. Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We need those days off. That rest and recovery is important. Awesome. And speaking of clients, let's talk about the types of clients you work with now. We talked about your niche being like anti-diet, but I'd love for you to kind of dive in and share a little bit about how you just dove right in and got started and if your niche evolved at all. Cause a lot of times, you know, people want to 
help people fix a bajillion things, or there's a lot of stuff going on. So I would love for you to share your journey. Yeah, I actually, my personality, my whole life has been that like, I put my hands into so many hats and I'm a jack of all trades and master of nothing. And <laughs> I finally, with the dietitian boss method, I was like, okay, I need to stop doing that. That's a, probably a bad habit. <laughs> and I went on to, you know, reach out for, to support in the group and you and Micah really helped me niche down into a couple things that I wanted to focus on. The main ones that I'm finding with the people that come to me and DM me and ask me questions are questions about binging and restricting and their relationship with their body. Um, And both of them go really hand in hand. I do still get DMs about period recovery and issues with the menstrual cycle, but that's because the menstrual cycle is very still like taboo to talk about. And you know, some people need that direct support and some people right. don't and they can figure it out on their own. So I still do talk every once in a while about the menstrual cycle just because it's a natural human thing that I like go through and that yeah. also ties in with exercise. But we're mainly focusing on the food freedom and healing the relationship with the body. Yeah. Ali's story is so interesting. I don't know if you mind if I share the, the exchange we all had in terms of coaching you through that. So one thing that Ali was trying to figure out, like we all try to figure this out. We know we have a lot of interest and we know we get outreach from so many people saying we have X, Y, Z problems. One thing that Ali did was conduct market research following the dietitian boss framework. And when we, when I looked at it and Micah looked at it, there was like this clear trend, right? Like she's like, yeah, there are some people saying period recovery. There are some people saying binge restrict. There are some people that are over exercise or some people that were not. But once you started to isolate, she noticed that the period recovery people weren't wanting to get on the call. And then I said to Allie, does it so happen that these women are in their like early, early twenties? So they're probably not thinking about having kids. So they probably don't want to pay you right now. And she was like, mind blown. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, duh. like all of these women who've lost their period. I mean, like still unfortunate, but like yeah. they're young, they're like 18, 19. And, you know, uh, it's definitely something that's not very important to them yet, but they'll, they'll yeah. find, they'll find their way. For sure. For sure. And there's definitely women, like I was also telling her not to say that if you want to start a family in your twenties, that that's wrong or bad, but Ali does get people that are younger than 20 reaching out. And of course, you know, they're not really quite thinking about it, but that's why, you know, when you look into your market, you look at your DMs, you got to start isolating who's willing to pay me so yeah. I can pay these bills. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very right. Yeah. Snap. She's got the snaps going. And then has this always been your dream? And can you share like maybe three or four words when, that come to mind when you think about running your own business? Yeah, this has always been my dream. Like back in middle school, I actually wanted to be a psychologist, a clinical psychologist. So, and I told my parents, I told my family, my friends, I was like, I'm going to be a psychologist and I'm going to have my own private practice. I'm going to have my own office. <laughs> and then evolved. And then in the future, I was like, I'm going to be a teacher and I'm going to have my own classroom. I'm going to like, (laughs) it was always something that like, I wanted my own space. I wanted to be my own like boss. And then it evolved to personal training and it just wasn't something in 2020 wasn't aligning with me and personal training and teaching people about weight loss and stuff. And that's because I wasn't fully recovered yet. But 
once I found my niche and found this passion for like, you know, living completely freely from food obsession and the infatuation with our body, it kind of like hit home that like, oh, like this is what you're meant to do. This is your calling and you can build a business around this through your Instagram. And I was like, why am I waiting? I need to just go and do it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What was the second part of your question? You said a couple words about. Yeah. What are three or four words that come to mind when you think about running your business and what it affords you? Oh gosh. I feel excited. I feel really liberated. I feel a sense of fear as well. A little bit of anxiety Mm -hmm. and yeah, leadership. It's just, just, yeah, leadership inspiration type thing. Yeah. I love these. I, especially in people would be like hard pressed to find anyone who isn't a little scared and has a little anxiety. Kudos to you for being vulnerable and sharing that with the listeners. Because a lot of listeners are afraid because they're like, oh my God, I'm scared. But sometimes it's kind of cool to operate out of that space because you get creative when you're a little scared because you want to start feeling a certain way. So you're more likely to do things to get yourself in a more comfortable position. And a lot of people are always afraid of it. And I think it's like worthy of embracing. And I also like that you mentioned leadership. You have, you exude like this, just amazing, confident, cool. Like, I just love your energy. Like I can already tell that your clients just love talking to you. You just immediately ooze. Like I need to listen to every word she's saying. She's telling me about a fruit roll up box. And I just want to hear about how I can have it. I'm just going to sit here and listen. You just give those like amazing energy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. here for it. And you're, you're totally a leader. So I love that you list listed that characteristic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my God. <laughs> that means so much to me. Everyone's <laughs> always telling me that, like, when you're listening, you're there. And I'm like, that's what I try to be. Yes. Yeah. And just to piggyback off of that, my clients after, so a couple weeks ago, when I first started my group program, I was really nervous. The first like group coaching call that I had, I was really nervous. Only a couple clients right now in the beginning. And I just feel like I made the call go too quick, even though it was still like 45 minutes as opposed to the hour. And I was like, got off and I was like, I was way too nervous. Maybe they hated it. Maybe I just started overthinking and I was like, no, everything's going to go fine. Like you just need to like breathe and relax. So I did. And from that moment on, like it's been like two weeks now and they are, we are going back and forth. Our conversations are very flowy. They're asking me questions that are like, I would even consider hard. And I don't know where I'm pulling this information out of the back of my head. Like, wow, you just coached them through that. You just explained that to them and they got it without even asking you more questions. It just like hit home for them. And they were like, oh, yes. Okay. Wow. Thank you. And I'm like, oh gosh, this feels so good. So I'm like, yeah. it's so rewarding and I'm so appreciative and oh, it's yeah. just so worth it. Ah, oh, God, I can, I know it. I know what you're feeling. I, and I can sense it. And you, you are a natural coach. Like you're meant to do this totally. Like we, to get excited about stuff like this, to like educate people, that's just such a beautiful thing. And it honestly kind of goes back to your aspirations in middle school of wanting to be a psychologist and wanting to be a teacher. It's kind of like all those experiences led up to this moment, like the perfect combustion. But you're right. I think the the biggest point and the biggest takeaway that you just said right now 
these people want to know things that you seemingly think are basic or simple, but they are life-changing. And that's why if you have the knowledge and, and you have it within yourself to coach others and run a group coaching program, you owe it to others to be that person that like goes, here you go. And they're like, aha, oh my God, Allie, you just changed my relationship. And now I can go in my cupboard or my pantry or whatever and not freak out. Like that's a life-changing thing that you're offering someone. That's so cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and let's talk more about this, like building up this energy. A lot of this is about building no like and trust and having that energy on your page. So people are just like magnetized by you and your message. So can you give a specific example when you were like, heck yes, my tribe is finding me. I am building no like and trust with my audience. Yeah. Oh gosh. A specific example. There's been so many recently because I finally got over the fear of showing my face in my stories. (laughs) Yes. And without makeup and sometimes without filters and they just, (laughs) yeah. I talk to them about stuff that's happening in our group coaching program, stuff about my past, stuff that I'm you know, experiencing throughout the day, whether it be something vulnerable or not, I get DMs about like, oh, I've totally like feel that way too. Or I get, yeah, I've been afraid of peanut butter in the past or like stuff like that really shows me that like, oh, they're listening instead of just tapping through. They're, they're interested And then that builds a conversation that builds knowing them as well. Like, oh, okay. Like you used to be afraid of peanut butter. Where are you at now with your struggles? So able to really, really get in there with either my market research or possible clients. Well, I love that. And and it's fun to have these conversations and engage people without necessarily seeking them out. So if you're creating good content and showing up on your stories, people are going to start like tapping and tapping through, looking at all of it, DMing you and commenting. I think a lot of times people think, oh, I just got to go and message a lot of people and go and follow a lot of people. And everyone has like a different strategy when it comes to attracting clients, but there's nothing like a tried and true good marketing plan and kind of doing what you're doing where people are just so enamored by you and listening to you. They're like, I got to just message to compel someone to stop the scroll or stop the tap. Yeah. That's powerful, especially nowadays when everybody's like seemingly desensitized, there is room for it. And I, and a big part of that is because you're just such a genuine human, you're empathetic. And I know a lot of people are like, well, she's, she herself has suffered with what her ideal client has suffered with. And sometimes it doesn't always have to come from that place, but if you're just passionate, heck, if you're just passionate about what you do and it comes through, people are going to like pay attention to you and want to like work with you. So kudos to you for getting out there and putting all of that awesome energy out in the universe. And I have two more discovery calls this week. So Ah! okay. I'm putting all the good vibes, girl. Where's my crystal? Please, right. <laughs> I thought a crystal is gone. Where is it? I have four I of them on my crystal. I'm like, where? Well, I'll just keep sending you energy and I'll find my crystal. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, I usually keep it by my computer, but it's it's currently gone. Good energy. Good energy. <laughs> and speaking of clients. A lot of people set goals for themselves, whether it's like how many clients or money goals. And, you know, sometimes it's even just mindset related. So when you started the program, what were some short-term, long-term goals that you set for yourself day one? 
Oh, short-term, long-term goals. All right, I can go on forever about this. I'm gonna make it short. Um, so some short-term goals that I had for myself was that I wanted to start my group program. You know, I, I put it off a couple times. I'll start my group program in November. Well, actually, this was before I was even in the dietitian boss method. I was like, I'm gonna start my group program in October, November, December. <laughs> and then I finally joined and I was like, okay, I need to do a lot more than just like try and start. Uh, <laughs> so... But yeah, so I finally started creating some actual short-term goals and I was like, okay, we're going to start like engaging with like my feed. We're going to start engaging on the hashtags that I use. That was a short-term goal that I had. Another one that was hard, a hard little step at first was posting every day. And I didn't realize how important that was, but it is so important. So I finally got through that within like maybe a month or less. And I'm finally able to post every day. A short-term goal that I have right now, actually, is to try and create more posts in one day for the full week ahead. Ooh, such a good goal. That's a that's a hard one recently. I'll be able to make like three in a day, but nothing like seven to like 15. Like that's a harder one, but mm-hmm. we'll get there. Long-term goal, short-term goal. Long-term, I want to have this group program. And have this group program, have my clients, and then build it to where I have more clients in a group program, Mm -hmm. Um, starting with a smaller group, building it to a larger group as I get more clients. And then after experiencing a few groups, and I bump it up to longer groups instead of six weeks, going into like Mm -hmm. three months, then I actually want to do retreats. So, yes. Okay, girl. I'm like next level. She's out here giving us something extra. I'm like, let me take some notes, Miss Allie. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll definitely know. Let you know when when I'm starting a retreat. But yeah, that's definitely. I'm I'm giving myself a year. I told myself I'm like you're gonna go hard and you're gonna start a retreat in like a year. So that's what we're hoping to do. And so retreats starting in Florida, they're gonna be focused around meditation and mindfulness. We're going to focus more on intuitive eating. All the meals will be prepared there. I've actually been a chef for a few years, so that's something that comes natural to me. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. This was actually my original goal that I wanted to do before even starting a group program. I was just like, I'm going to host retreats. And my family was like, how are you going to get a reputation? I was like, you're right. (laughs) You're right. So your family. I love your family. They're not dream crushers. They were simply just letting you know there's a step before. I love that about them. Yeah. I yeah. love that. She's so like, you gotta figure out what's the what's the step before? And I was like, oh, it's this. <laughs> it's Instagram where I can advertise and then you know get to retreats later on where people are going to come to Florida to do this like three-day weekend retreat or go to Colorado to like go hiking or yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. These are incredible goals. Incredible. I love how detailed your short-term goals when you started. It's, it's so interesting because obviously the natural inclination for most people is to say, I want to make $5,000, but oftentimes people kind of forget like, okay, if I want to make $5,000, What are the steps? Like, how do you reverse engineer that process? And you recognize Mm -hmm. you've already said to yourself over and over, I want to start groups. I want to start groups, but there has to be some type of system. And it's like, oh, I got to post content. I got to be consistent about posting content. And then you notice it took you some time to get to that place. And now you're stepping it up. You're like, okay, I can move away from spending a lot of time spread out on content and isolated on one day 
which means it will open you up to do other things that you want to work towards. And I think that's such a wonderful framing because naturally, if your content's there and you've got a consistent strategy, then you get clients, which you have, which we'll talk about in a bit. And I love that you kind of framed it that way because so many people are like, I just want to make money. I'm like, so how are you going to make this money, honey? And they're like, I'm here. I'm like, great, but what comes next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stories, like, oh, I'm going to show up in my stories. I'm going to do my captions. I'm going to do my graphics. I'm going to yeah. do it consistently. I'm going to practice my sales calls. And it's like, oh yeah, there's real stuff that happens in between. It's just yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Got to do that in between stuff. You got to do that in between. I know it's not glam, you guys, but it's fun. And being in this program, it, we make it fun and we recognize, you know, Allie will be the first to tell you, you're going to run into some stuff that makes you go, oh my God, why are people trying to judge me? Or, oh my God, I only have these few people, but the growth happens with starting and just getting out there and just being like, this is my business. I do what I want, which is great. Yeah. And I get over all the other stuff eventually. Yeah. It's cool. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> My business. I do what I want. I actually, speaking of which, I had a little hater comment recently about a body positive like picture and I showed off some like chubbiness on my body and someone just decided to comment, hit a gym. Oh. And I left it. <laughs> I left it. I was just like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not even going to delete it. I'm just going to see like, so, you know, if anyone else wants to like, look at that and be like, oh, you know, now I know what she's talking about. There's like oh, other people out there. Well, I actually had a couple of people chime in as well about like intuitive eating, body positivity and blah, blah, blah. It was so beautiful to have like Aww. other support from other people instead of me even like getting on there. And so I ended up leaving it on there. But yeah, there's, there's been a few hater comments where I've questioned everything that I'm doing. I want to quit all of a sudden. I'm like worried about it for the whole day. But then I'm, I actually sought support in the Facebook group. And that's what helped me the most. And after that first time, even if I know if I get a hater comment now, and I don't have that direct support from the Facebook group, I know how to support myself and know that what I'm doing is right. And I'm following my own message and my message is clearer and <laughs> I'm yeah. doing what I love. And there are people that are inspired and helped. So yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> I love that. It's so true because we were talking about this in the Facebook group and we've talked about it on calls with other DBs. Don't let these people like take up space, either collect rent for these like negative energy that they're taking up in your space or like kick them out because it, it literally makes no sense. Right. So if they're not paying you, kick them out and it's not worth your, your energy. And, and in fact, you have people paying you already, which is it's proof positive that what you're doing is necessary. When people validate you through messages and comments and like sharing, like whatever message you're posting, that's all you need. And these other people that sprinkle in like these ignorant comments, it's great to see how your community showed up for you because that's such a beautiful thing. And I think a lot of people could really benefit from like taking some moments like that and just seeing like, how can you handle this and let it turn around and make it work in your favor? And it did because people kind of yeah. turned around like, no, we got your back alley. You don't come for her. We come for you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh gosh. It's such a beautiful and moving situation. Yeah, yeah, totally. So speaking of the topic of being able to attract your tribe and make money, how much money have you made and how many clients have you got since um, starting your group program? 
Yeah. So I started with the dietitian and boss method, I think like December 15th. And I started my group program January 25th because I started getting discovery calls around like January 1st. So like within 15 days, I started getting discovery calls. The first two like didn't really go through as well. You know, they didn't end up joining, but I ended up getting two clients by January 25th. The first one, I had a discovery call January 10th and she paid on the call. Yeah. And then the second client I got like January 15th and same situation. Both were actually are, are close to me. So I actually know them. And that was, that was another like step to like take. I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, I know these people like, yeah, they're not very, very close to me, but they're in your certain like realm type of yeah around. But yeah, so then I started within a couple of weeks, January 25th, um, started doing some just basics coaching calls. I actually did have a couple of, I know it's not recommended to have modules immediately because we are, they're going to change. Our message is yeah. going to change. But I did have a couple of basics that I already created. Even I think before I was in the dietitian boss method that I started just on like intuitive eating mm-hmm. um, and a couple of little things, resources that I could share with them. So starting off, you know, definitely small, but yeah, so $250 for each client. So that is four, $500. Oops. We the <laughs> like, same thing, girl, everybody, like we always talk about numbers are like, look, this isn't a stats group program. This isn't a mathematician group exactly. program. Like we talk about food. Numbers is exactly. like numbers schmumbers. It's all good. This is so, so incredible. I love how detailed you are and outlining like your time frame. Like you keep really good notes. You Thank I like you. this. Thank I you. like you a lot. Thank you. <laughs> you I are incredible. I keep it all. <laughs> I'm all about that. I think it's so important that we know our numbers and we track our process, like you know, the number of calls we had, the number of people were closing. What I really appreciate about you, you also just have to know when people are just like not freaking aligned. Like sometimes people are like, oh God, I didn't close that sale, but also like ask, like you want to ask yourself, are these people truly people I want to work with? And then if that sense, you know, you're not going to get along with everybody. Yep. Yep. Not everyone's going to like you and you're not going to get along with everyone. True. And part of what makes people a little scared to like maybe miss out on a call and they feel like they're missing money. Sometimes people just have these money stories that they tell themselves. Maybe they're like, I I just need to make sure I get some money fast. Or if I don't get this client, there's never going to be another client that comes after. And like, there's all these things around money, or I don't want to charge a lot. Like, what do you mean 250? I don't know about that. I've been just working with everyone I know for free, you know, so there's so many money Mm -hmm. stories. So can you share your money story and what beliefs you had about money? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. So personally, I even come from a place where I've been always very frugal, like my personality and my upbringing, very, very frugal, didn't like to spend money, always had to save money. Even if I had the money, I was still saving it. Like, no. So yeah, even uh, finally investing in myself in the dietitian boss method was a little hard at first, but I realized you're going to get all of that back. You're going to get all of that money back through all the time and effort that you spend and for the rest of your life, because this is what I'm doing. You know, this is it. <laughs> Not going back. Not. <laughs> so uh Yeah. It was hard for me to actually like sell coming from being like a very empathetic 
frugal person to actually try and sell to people. But I realized that's only one step of the process. And it's not necessarily that I'm selling them. Mm -hmm. I don't like to think of it like that. But I use the method. I use my empathetic, you know, tone and personality. And especially with the way that it's presented through the dietitian boss method, it's very, very helpful. And then once I'm past that and the the payments made, it's just therapy. It's just me being me and I'm not selling them anything anymore. So it's just that one little leap that you have to do and it becomes a lot easier as time goes on. For sure. Oh, you're just so, you're so good. I'm like, oh my God, I just could just listen to your voice all day. Thank you. <laughs> Ali, like you have so much wisdom. I'm like, it's like listening to myself. I'm like, I like great. your voice. <laughs> great, great. We resonate. We resonate. Yeah, I'm like vibing off your energy wave. I can feel it. Like you're in Florida. I'm in Chicago. I feel like we're on the same we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> and part of like really getting out there and you know, being able to attract people to want to book a sales call goes back to content, which we were touching on briefly earlier. So can you walk us through your content creation process? Like, how do you decide what kind of words you're going to put on it? Where do you get inspiration? Because we have a lot of people that are coming with like zero design skills. They're not good with, they seemingly aren't good with their words. We always like to challenge people to move away from fixed mindset. So I would love for you to share where you're getting like your words from, where you get your inspiration from, and you know, what happens when your content doesn't land well with clients? Yeah. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time following a lot of other dietitians, following a lot of other people in my niche. And that's even a little hard at first too, because you're seeing all their content and thinking that your content is never going to match to theirs. But over time I found like, oh, okay. I'm just looking through Canva and I'm like, what is my, what do I like? What do I like in here? This is, Mm -hmm. it, it takes a little bit at first to find what you like. But then once you find exactly what you like and what colors you like, then bam, there goes your like your design. But yeah, at first, usually very blank, not very spicy. <laughs> like <laughs> I love that. It's, it's true though, girl. You're speaking life. She ain't lying. It's not gonna be spicy when you first post, and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then learning how to navigate different apps to, you know, make things a little bit more edited and more pristine, make it more aesthetically pleasing. Those are things that come later. But I look at my older content creations from even like a couple months ago and I'm like, whoa, you've came pretty far. So it's just a matter of like trial and error. But yeah, looking at other people in my niche, doing a lot of research just in general about what I believe in. So I just go on Google and intuitive eating or I go how to stop binging or how to stop restricting. And I'll just read stuff and I'll read like comments. I'll read blog posts, what other people have said about their clients. And I'm like, okay, this is what everyone's saying. This is, you know, how I'm going to reword it to make it align with my stuff. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you went next level. I love that. I haven't heard anyone share it to that degree. I hear a lot of people, I go on like my inspiration pages, like people who have similar alignment or they like do the hashtags. But I like that you said you look at blogs and you look at the comments and you look across like Google, which I think is such a helpful 
thing. Like I know Google gets a bad rap because people you'll see those posts, Google versus nutritionist, Google versus psychologist and blah, blah, blah. But still you, that's where people that want to pay you are probably going. So you should probably see what's coming up when they search. So I think that's genius what you're doing because mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. They're probably not going to the peer reviewed journal. They're not following dietitians in a group about like intuitive eating, they're Googling. Mm-hmm. So like, you got to meet them where they're at and be like, what are they coming across? And yeah. genius. I think more people should like Google and not like think of it. No, I don't Google. I use this resource that's just fancy. It's like, great. But no one else. Yeah. Is. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no one else. No one else knows. No one but, else knows. But once they're in your program, then you can unveil the curtain of all that like great secret sauce that you've been like like getting together, reading all that research and like making it. But right now when you're making that sauce, that's all this like great research. No one cares. They're like looking at weird stuff. Like, no girl, as long as you don't buy it, you won't binge. Like really that that's, mm-hmm. that's the advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You mean I won't work Allie, but Google told me. Google told me, Google told me to go for a walk instead of eat. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually okay. wanted to touch on you. You touched on something really, really that's resonated with me recently. Meet them where they're at, and that's really goes for like not even just clients, but clients and people in general. But like for specifically clients, you want to meet them where they're at in the group coaching calls and your content because when you meet them where they're at, then you're not using the clinical language. Then they understand, you know, what you're saying, and they don't feel offended when you yes. talk to them. Yeah. Yes, girl. Because people will get offended, even if you have all the credentials, even if you yourself are a survivor of whatever it is that you dealt with around food disordered eating patterns. People are very touchy when they're in the middle of their healing. And you kind of like, you are probably there yourself, but you all, I feel like a lot of people, maybe I'm not saying you specifically, forget what it's like to be a beginner. Yeah, exactly. Which is where you got to come at these people at is like, I'm a beginner in the way I talk to you because you're a beginner. If you talk to them as like a higher up, a lot of them are not having good interactions with healthcare providers because it's so high level. That's why Mm -hmm. they never feel like anyone's ever listening. So by speaking to them where they're at, you're doing like so much good because they're like, wow, Ali's like chill. Ali gets me. Ali's saying stuff that I can actually apply. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I want to feel. That's how I want to feel with them. Yeah. Oh, so cool. So the dietitian boss method is really big on starting imperfectly. And I know you've kind of hinted at it and shared a little bit of tidbits throughout this interview, but can you share a time where you were given advice by a coach to just do something imperfectly and how you felt about it? You noted the content part, which yeah, you guys just get out there and it's not going to be spicy. I'm using that all day long now, probably the, the rest of the month. <laughs> Sorry, girl, your content's spicy. not spicy. It's not spicy yet, but it will be. We'll add some it will seasoning. Be. Yes. <laughs> yes. Add that seasoning. I love it. Oh my God. Oh gosh. But yeah. So uh, a time when I was uh, imperfect, correct? Mm-hmm. Gosh, I posted, actually I posted content. And I'm not sure if this is right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I posted content once. It was a side-by-side picture and I forgot to put my outcome Yeah. And to end binging. That is what this whole post is about. That in the before and after, the after is like you stop binging. And I literally forgot to include those two words. And I was like, blah, 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 blah. I did my caption posted. Oh my God, it's great. And then I read it and I'm like, 
I forgot to put stop binging. I was like, oh my God. Something I saw recently was like, don't delete your post and yep. then repost it because the algorithm won't even work or something. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. So I was like, well, I got to leave it. So I literally went on my story to go post and tell people, oh, there's a new post. And I put like new post and then I put the next for the next one. I posted the post and I also put like a little like, little text and put end binging a little arrow and then I came on video and explained that like I messed up like that was supposed to be like an end binging in the second but it didn't and I can't delete it guys because the algorithm won't work and I I was like really transparent with them and they totally understood and like it still got likes and it's people still loved it and people commented so it was just like okay I love it yeah I love it. It's it's great when we're vulnerable like that, because, you know, again, you know, perfection in our society is like so sought after for some crazy reason to just be human and make a mistake and be able to laugh at yourself or point something out. It's just beautiful to just not take yourself so seriously all the time. And also it shows that if you can show yourself grace, they can only imagine what it's like working with you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It was like, cool. So she's not going to be super a type perfection. Like, no, we're going to perfectly get your eating behaviors fixed. Like, no, this is no. a process girlfriend. We're like, getting rid of all the perfectionism. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. So good. And the other thing I want to talk about before we kind of wrap things up is the sales aspect, um, which you talked yes. about um, following the framework. A lot of people find doing sales and pitching their offer for the first time to be tough, like getting on their stories and saying, I have something to sell or closing out their caption with, you know, click the link in bio to apply for coaching or maybe DM for coaching if you don't have like a link yet. And people like really struggle with that. So can you share like if that was your struggle and how you overcame that? Yeah, honestly, that was my struggle in the beginning a little bit. Like I would record and re-record my stories over and over, telling a story about binging and restricting. And then I knew at the end I would have to say, like, and if you're ready to stop binging, like DM me. And I'd be like, in the beginning, it was all like really cheesy. It was like, DM me to start, like, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, oh my God, I would look at those and I'd be like, okay, like you recorded it like four or five times now. It's just, it's gonna be a little cheesy. Get over it post and people would still dm me so it's like oh okay and then other times it wasn't so cheesy and it was very very flowy and it's very like i wouldn't have to go and re-record at all so it's just a matter of like doing and redoing repeating that pattern over and over and knowing that the first couple times yeah it's gonna be cheesy yeah it's gonna be kind of cornier or like it doesn't really feel like you but as time goes on, you realize this is you Love and it. you can do it. So oh. that was really the main way that I got over it. It's just making myself do it. Love it. I know yeah. it's like advice where people like, really? No, they're not to be something else. Like, you know, exactly. With practice, all things can be improved for sure. Yep. And to close this interview off, we love to end it on a note of empowerment. So can you provide a specific example, especially since you're all into meditation and energy and mindset and all that stuff, girlfriend, I'm excited for this. Can you provide a specific example of how the dietitian boss method has empowered you? Oh, oh my goodness. (laughs) That the dietitian boss method has empowered me in so many ways. I feel like 
since I've been graduated for a year from, from university. And I have felt in this past year a sense of very like unknowing, ungrounded, like didn't really have like a tribe, didn't really know where I fit in, like in the, like the industry, economics and everything in general, in the, in the job career field. And finally, I feel like I have found a tribe. I feel like I have found like a family that understands what we are all kind of going through and like everyone understands like our passions and our beliefs. And even though they're all a little bit different, like everyone's there for everyone. I think that's really empowering, you know, even besides like the learning aspect of it all, which is absolutely helpful and grounding in like knowing that what you're doing is right. And there's a way to do it even better. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, but, girl. I need that on a shirt. I always joke with the guests that I want to start an Etsy shop and put all these like cool ooh. quotes and sayings that you guys said. I'm like, yes, that gave me life. I want that on a shirt as a reminder. <laughs> yeah. This one's really good. Oh, you are such a gem. I am so excited for all the millions, I'm going to say millions, millions of people that are going to come to know your name and the thousands and thousands of clients that you're going to have in your program. I'm so stoked for you to create a big impact in this world, Allie. Thank you so much. Thank you. That means so much to me. Yeah. You have like just this energy. It's just so intoxicating. I'm like, you are just, you're just meant for greatness. I can sense it. So I can't wait to see you. I hope you remember me. Hope you will not be in your other inbox on Instagram. Right, right. Oh my gosh. No, you will definitely, you will be remembered. All of like Libby and Micah, you will all be remembered because you are all so very helpful and inspirational. Oh, awesome, Allie. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode. And as a reminder, you guys go follow her on Instagram. I think you recently followed me. I need to follow you back. Speaking of that, at anti underscore diet underscore Allie. I try to follow everyone, but the note, the way my notifications are set up. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It comes in weird sometimes, even on my phone. Like I need to get, I'm getting an iPhone. Like I'm getting an iPhone this week. Something about iPhone just makes everything more organized and better. So. Woohoo. So everyone, she's getting a new iPhone. So you definitely need to follow and show her some love because she's going to have like that crazy crystal clear camera sharing all of her insights about saying screw it diet culture. So thank you so much, Allison. (laughs) You are so welcome. If you were inspired by this episode, click subscribe so we can fill your library with encouragement each week. Every day, your potential clients are searching online for professionals like you with the hopes of finding the right person who can make a genuine impact on their well-being and life. Join my group coaching program and follow the Dietitian Boss Method. You will be surrounded by other amazing dietitian bosses from around the world who will be there to cheer you on, support you, give you feedback and provide you a spark for new ideas, all while following the proven dietitian boss method. You will be able to share your successes and struggles with people who get it. Book a call with my team to learn how you can become your own boss.